welcome to another episode of Prosper. I'm your host, Anna Maria Bliven. And after searching the world for looking for someone who can help us out with transitionings, planning ahead, even getting off the couch and not letting life pass us by, we found Cheyenne Kramer. And she's got a whole bunch of things to share with us, so don't go away. Today, we are going to talk with Cheyenne Kramer, and she is the CEO of her community and economic development and uh, Triangle Solutions Alliance. Welcome, Cheyenne. Thank you so much, Anna Maria. I am so honored to be here with you today. And you know, we were just chatting here about folks that are, you know, I hate to say it, and I say this with all due respect, so nobody will throw tomatoes at me. But for folks that are just sitting on the couch and letting life pass them by, Netflixing and video gaming, we're coming after you guys with Prosper Podcast, giving you another option. Cheyenne, you're all about giving folks an option to create something with their lives, right? Oh, my goodness, yes. My husband and I kind of operate from the space of believing that we were all made in the image and likeness of a creator. Why aren't more people creating? <laughs> very good question. <laughs> we're very much about the whole entrepreneurship thing, and we believe that entrepreneurship should be for the many instead of the few. There's so many ways that people can start businesses these days that don't require much money and, and actually quite a few that don't require any money out of pocket to get started. So there's really no excuse for people to be, like you said, sitting on the sidelines. I think uh, Robert Kiyosaki said something about that. He said, we don't need more people in the bleachers. The bleachers are full. Get out on the playing field because we're the change that we're all waiting for. <laughs> You know, let's talk about that. Change makers, change agents. Mm -hmm. Holy cow, what you and your husband are doing. But well, let's explain to the audience what you what you what are you guys doing? Well, about two and a half years ago, we became full-time RVers. And the main reason for that was because we wanted to be able to go to a community who appreciate some of the work that we do and be able to set up there and just do these different things in the community without having to worry about what's happening back home because home's with us. It's on wheels. <laughs> so we have spent time in prisons. We've spent time in homeless shelters. We've worked with at-risk youth teaching entrepreneurial skills. And uh, more recently, what we're doing is starting to bring together small business owners to work in what we call self-directed work teams to start solving community-based problems. Because I'm sorry, small business owners are the best problem solvers on the planet. We have to be. That's how we survive. And so when you start bringing together a group of small business owners and get them focused on an issue, they can come up with some pretty darn creative solutions, and I'll put money on it that it's not just something that's going to band-aid a problem. They'll figure out the root cause and solve the problem. So give me a couple. I know there's like tons of community <laughs> issues, but name me at least two. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, let's see. The one we're working on right now is, you know, we're we're starting to struggle in this country because of the poor 
Let's talk about the education system. Yeah, because the education system, first of all, has failed an awful lot of our youth by not giving them an entrepreneurial path to be able to follow as a potential for career. This is a huge reason why we end up with too many people dropping out of school, too many people ending up learning entrepreneurship from the wrong people and ending up in the prison system. So, you know, that's a a huge piece that we've had teams of people coming together to teach entrepreneurship in different places. And, you know, the trades is another good example. We still need tradespeople. We need people building houses, fixing cars, doing manufacturing. And the school system has completely fallen down on that in the last couple of decades. Nobody even knows what the trades are all about and the fact that they can be great places to make money. So we actually have a team of small business owners putting together what's called a pre-apprenticeship program. And in that pre-apprenticeship program, we're going to get young people ready for the trades by teaching them some of the soft skills that nobody's teaching them, teaching them how to put away those, uh, you know, phones for a few minutes, teaching them entrepreneurial skills, and, you know, just getting them ready to be able to commit to something where they can use their hands, because we've got a lot of kinesthetic learners out there that have been ignored by the school system. That enough for you? <laughs> oh my goodness, that's so awesome! Because it's like giving the youth a reason for looking at looking for tomorrow. Yes, yes, and we have a lot of lost youth right now. You know, not many people are talking about the number of suicides that happened in the past eighteen months in our young people. And you know, what we know this is a huge issue with our military veterans as well. And that's the kind of stuff that just tears me up because when people get to that place, it's because they don't have a mission, they don't have a purpose, they don't know what in the world to be doing with themselves. And you know, I I talk about living your song. I believe we all have a song in our heart that once we figure out what that is and we bring it out into the world that we live in, you know, if we were all contributing to this super puzzle with whatever it is we came here to do, we'd be living in a world of health, wealth, and peace. And if we're not seeing that right now, guess what? That means there's too many people who are still sitting on that heart song. Wow. So that goes back to what I was saying. We've got folks that are sitting along waiting for life either to happen for them or happen to them. <laughs> to them, right? yes. They're video gaming and they're Netflixing. And basically, if you're Netflixing and video gaming and you're not contributing your gifts and talents and your abilities, we're all losing. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, uh, one of the things my husband said recently, and I've been repeating it over and over again because he was so on target, you know, he said, we as a people continue to sit around and wait for God to create a miracle. We wait for the politicians to create miracles. We wait for everybody to create miracles. He said, but what if we are the miracles we're waiting for? We're the ones the miracles have to come through. And it doesn't happen by sitting in front of the TV set or in front of your phone all day. Just doesn't happen. <laughs> what if we are the miracles, miracles that we're looking that for? We're, we're looking for, yes. That's deep. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and I believe it is the truth. <laughs> oh. 
that's a very interesting question. What if we are the miracles that we're looking for? Mm -hmm. So that's what we do. We go out here and we poke people a little bit to see who's actually ready to become part of the miracle makers out here. Because, you know, I think one of the things that I realized just in the last few days that's kind of a core for me is I believe that where we are at this point in time, change must come from the bottom up. Change must come from the bottom up. And so with that in mind, that's why, I, you know, our companies are totally about creating what we call self-directed work teams. You know, work teams of businesses that can help to make businesses more human-centric. Work teams of businesses who can help communities to find more prosperity, more peace, don't we all want a little more peace of mind these days? I'm tired of the craziness I've seen on the TV. <laughs> I hope oh, some no, other people kidding. are tired of it too. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's it's almost like uh, this is a merry-go-round that's been going round and round for too long. We need to Absolutely. get off of the miracle. <laughs> we do, we do. And and believe it or not, my husband and I wrote a book a couple of years ago called Skip the Politics and Create Heaven on Earth. <laughs> Skip the politics and create heaven on earth. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I think too many of us have gotten too attached to this, you know, this game. And and I truly believe it has become a game where, you know, it's like we're a, we're like a volleyball getting tossed over the net this way and tossed over the net that way and it just goes back and forth like a big game and it's like and what are, you know, how is that working for us? In my humble opinion, it's not. <laughs> No. And who was it that said, if you do the same thing over and over and expect something to change, that's the uh, definition of insanity? That was Einstein. I think he knew what he was talking about. We also really like yeah. Buckminster Fuller. He said that if you want things to change, you can't fight the existing reality. Instead, you need to create new systems that make the existing systems obsolete. That's what we're doing. We're building those new systems and just inviting other people to get on board with us. <laughs> so you're creating new systems to make mm -hmm. the old systems obsolete. Yes, ma'am. Well, that only makes sense because the old systems are not serving us. Not at all. Not at all. And, I, you know, again, I'm kind of tired of it. <laughs> In fact, to be honest, a lot of that, the systems that were existing or still are in existence and not quite obs are obsolete, uh, were found out through COVID. This is true. They were kind of like in the shadows. That's true. And then because of the nature of what took place in 2020, a lot of what was in the shadows came out in the light. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. But it's amazing, you know, that I think people have been frozen with fear because of so much of what they've seen and, and don't know how to interpret, not sure what to do with. And it's like, you know, faith and fear cannot exist in the same space. And I choose faith. I'm, I'm walking forward in faith every day because I'm just so committed to, you know, pulling people together to be those miracles. We, we have to. How else is it ever going to change? Absolutely.
Absolutely. I'm on board. <laughs> yes. Oh, totally on board. <laughs> and I hope that I'm not the only one that's on board <laughs> with what not. we're talking about today. <laughs> I really, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to know that you're in communities, that you're in an RV so that you can go from community to community to build the new systems, to make the old systems obsolete, because let's face it, the systems that are not quite obsolete and that are present are not serving us at all. They're not. It's almost like the systems were built to serve the systems. Yes. And not to serve us, the people. I agree. I agree totally. It's it's totally sad. So now we're kind of doing an uprising, but doing it very peacefully <laughs> and doing it very gradually. Yes. And I love what you and your husband are doing. And you are so committed to what you're doing that you're you're like what Gerald McGrady did in the cast of Promised Land, where they got into an RV and they went from place to place to place, just spreading their joy for living and their sharing of gifts and talents and allowing the kids that were part of that show to see America, not just read about it, yes. but to see it and to experience it yes, and to know that what America is truly all about. Mm. Yep. I love that. And I mean, we, we used to go take our kids camping a lot when they were young and they did, they saw at least a whole lot of the East coast, at least, uh, before they grew up. And, you know, I, there's still so much beauty in this country. We've been able to travel around the last two and a half years and just see so much, but gosh, you know, anytime you turn on a TV or something, all you see is the ugly. And it's like, you know, let's not focus there. We don't have to, we don't need to, and we can create change. We can create new systems. And, you know, for us, it's like we know that there can be improvements in the education system. We know there can be improvements in our healthcare systems. You know, I mean, whose bright idea was it that we should almost outlaw nature's remedies in favor of a bunch of man-made chemicals? I mean... <laughs> You know, there, there's got to be some balance there somewhere. And it just drives me nuts because, you know, we, we have used the term in the past of saying that we feel like in many ways we've all been spiritually hijacked. You know, I, I put it more in, in context now of, you know, we're out here to put heart and soul back into education, heart and soul back into wellness empowerment, heart and soul back into business, and heart and soul back into our communities. You know, that's what we're really out here to do is, you know, let's let's get back to some of that. Um, my husband loves watching the old westerns on TV and stuff, and it's like, you know, businesses had to be honest and ethical back then, or they got called out. These days, you know, everybody just follows the sheep, and, you know, they all put their money over here, and it's like, wait a minute, let's not forget about small business. Small business has been the backbone of this country forever, and it took a heck of a hit in the last two years. So what can we do to make sure that our small businesses continue to flourish instead of making the rich guys richer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It's another part of the prosperity puzzle, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. <laughs> and the, I love the way you said we, we're putting back heart and soul. Yes. That's another sale, sailor moment 
here in this <laughs> in this conversation. Well, the first one you said, what if we are the miracles that we're looking for? Because there's a lot of folks that are going, yeah, there's a lot of problems, but the politicians will fix it. Oh, please. Or, you know, or somewhere along the line, this is all going to get worked out. I've heard that. I've heard a lot of people say that. It's like somewhere along the line. Well, what if that was waiting on you? Exactly. <laughs> Not you, Cheyenne. You're doing your part, <laughs> but I'm talking about to the audience. You exactly. know what I mean? Yes, ma'am. I do know what you mean. Okay. Doing. So like we're in a football game. Okay. And the football is getting thrown down the field <laughs> and we are two yards from the touchdown. Are you going to catch the football and run for the touchdown? Or are you in the stands looking for somebody who's on that second yard line where that football should be going to to run the touchdown and no one's there because you're not there? There you have it. That puts it all in perspective, doesn't it? Oh, it most certainly Especially does. Especially since we are in football season. I mean, let's talk this <laughs> real. Let's talk this, this, this real reality. The real reality is we need on the field, catch that football and make that touchdown and score for the team. Who's the team? Society. Yes. The world. Yes. We, the people. I appreciate what you said. Those folks that are in the jails that you guys mm. went and visited, mm. they learned entrepreneurship, but from the, wrong the other side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And that we, we, by, by getting to them before that should ever occur, now they got a choice. Now, they, now they, they've got an option. Are we going to do entrepreneurship that doesn't get us in trouble? Or are we going to do entrepreneurship that does get us into trouble? They have an option. But until they learn about the entrepreneurship that doesn't get them into trouble, they don't have an option. It's so true. I, I've had guys break down during my class and cry and say, you know, if you'd been in my high school, I probably wouldn't have dropped out. And that's that's sad. That's just another indicator of a broken system that doesn't need to be broken. I mean, I've I've worked in the high schools. I actually spent a whole semester working with a class that was supposed to be learning entrepreneurship from their basketball coach. He knew nothing about entrepreneurship. And I got the whole class creating business plans as part of a business plan writing competition. And they had to do PowerPoint presentations. They had to put marketing messages together. They had to do a cash flow statement. All of these different things that were reading, writing, and arithmetic with relevance to these students. And a year later, I got a call from the principal of the high school wanting to know what I did with that class. And I said, well, I'll tell you if you tell me why you're asking. She said, because that class got higher end of grade test scores than any before or since. I said, so are you ready to put an entrepreneurship <sighs> program in place for your after school program yet? She said, oh, we don't have money for that. I'm like, you guys just don't get it. <laughs> wow. <sighs> they don't have money for that. Nope. Even though I proved that the one thing they're measured on, which is their end of grade test scores, that we could improve them that way, but still didn't have money for well, that. Well, you gave them relevance. Yeah, exactly. You gave them relevance. Exactly. I see it. I see it in the eyes of my students when I get a chance to talk with them about what's in the chapter, 
mm-hmm. versus what's in the chapter and how that applies to their immediate future. Mm. Oh my gosh. All of a sudden, their phones are nowhere to be found because they are <laughs> tucked away and they are, you know, they are on the computer with me on the text in the text or taking copious notes mm-hmm. because now they see the relevance. Yeah. Now they go, oh, okay, so you're teaching us and this is going to apply to tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all ears. Yep. That's but the it. moment you start talking in terms of um, abstracts, theories, yeah, out comes the phone. <laughs> you know? They're not interested. <laughs> no, they're not into it at all. Unless you were, use the word test. You know, oh. you could see this on a test. Oh, okay. Now the phone goes away <laughs> for as long as it takes for them to realize, oh, no, now you're back into theories, whether or not this will be on the test. I'll, I'll, I'll deal with it, at, you know, when we do a study guide, you know, but until then, here comes the phone. Yeah. So what exactly. is the most important, right? At the moment, what is the most important? Well, I certainly hope that when folks that are listening to this broadcast will begin to realize that our immediate future needs a touchdown. Oh, my. Well, here, here's another way to look at some of that, too. We need people to stop living vicariously through football players who are on the field and get your own tail on the field so that you can feel that sense of excitement through your own activity instead of somebody else's. Okay, now that also brings up another point. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it we are more spectators than we are participants? Because we're trained to be. (laughs) That goes back to the entrepreneurship thing. You had them get their hands dirty. Yes. Right. We love doing entrepreneurial apprenticeship programs. That's the best way for people to learn. It's like, all right, we're going to teach you how to sell this product. And we're going to teach you how to market this product. And we're going to teach you to count your money and figure out whether you got a profit or a loss. That's how teenagers love to learn. Give us that hands-on. We took a group of rowdy teenagers who were on probation, in foster care, in a lot of different places. And at first, they didn't even want to give us the time of day, but they eventually became so amazing. They got their own sponsors, they did their own marketing, they did their own selling, and they all took home money. What an amazing thing. They were like changed (laughs) kids. (laughs) So that really begs the question, are you actually creating a model by which other folks can reproduce what you're doing? I actually am getting ready to launch our our full-scale coaching program so that other people can learn exactly what we're doing and how we do it. So, yes. Okay. (laughs) We have to replicate ourselves. (laughs) Yes, you do, because there's a lot of communities out here that are ready for the change. That's just the key. Because you, Cheyenne, you did say, I don't know if you said it during the podcast or you did pre-podcast, but you said, we are out here for those that are ready. Yes. So that and begs sometimes the question. it's hard for us to find those. <laughs> that begs the question, listeners. Are you ready? <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> are you ready? 
All right. So they all, you know, showbiz says, you know, always want to leave them wanting more. <laughs> so I hope that we have tantalized and pro- pro- provoked and poked um, on this Prosper podcast with Cheyenne Kramer to ask the question, are you ready? Are you ready to be the miracle maker? Are you ready to be the miracle that you're looking for? Oh, man, I sure hope so. Because Cheyenne and her husband, they're ready. They're committed. They are in an RV, for heaven's sake. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for all hands on deck, folks. (laughs) Get off the bleachers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, how do they get in touch with you, Cheyenne? Probably the easiest way is uh, through one of our many websites. We have way too many of them, but we're building a system, you have to understand. So the best one is probably wecarepartnerships.com. And it's just we care, just like it sounds, W-E-C-A-R-E. And then there's a hyphen, partnerships.com. And right there, you'll see on the front page, there's kind of our our visual for how we're building new communities to create more health, wealth, and peace. And right there on that front page is a way you can put your contact information in there to get in touch with us. And I promise anybody who does, you will hear from us. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're, you're looking for them. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So if they're lo- if they're searching out for you, you you know you're looking for them. You found each other. <laughs> there you go. There we go. And we appreciate people like you, Anna Maria, who can help us to reach out to more people because we're kind of tired of being the best kept secret in the country. <laughs> well, you can't afford to be. It's just like having a football game and nobody comes to the field to play. <laughs> Mm, yeah no fun no fun no fun (laughs) well Cheyenne I I really enjoyed our talk today but I sure hope that like I said before our listeners are ready to get in the game and there you go work together so that we can build new systems and take out the old systems that are not serving us yes And I I love it. I absolutely love it when you said we have it within ourselves to be the miracles we're looking for. Because obviously there's a problem. We all know there's a problem. But you know what? Look at your hands, everybody. (laughs) There's a solution. And with that, Cheyenne, thank you so much for being on this podcast. And don't go away. Okay. Thank you. Listeners, I sure hope you were paying attention to this podcast episode. And I've got to ask a question. Are you living your song? Can you see yourself as the miracle that you're looking for? What if we are the miracles that we're looking for? Are you a miracle maker? Are you the person that you've been looking for to change the way life is going for you? Yes, you are. If you were paying attention to what Cheyenne said, you most certainly are. And you have what it takes to live your song. 
I love when she was talking about health, wealth, and peace is just all within our grasp. In fact, if you're looking for the opportunity to put your heart and soul back into your own life, you have only to look down to your hands. Just look down at your hands. You are the miracle maker. You're the one that's gonna change the way things are going. Not just for you, but for all of us. Because if we all do our part, then we get to live into a society of health and wealth and peace. Just imagine having a society of health and wealth and peace. And we all have a part to play on our path to prosper.